<laughs> Sweet sugar lump, bum ba bum. Looks what? so good. That's why I keep him in the front. All the ladies checking oh, out my sugar, sugar lumps. lumps. Drop the ladies crazy. <laughs> 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 So good evening, darling. How are you? Hi, Jay. I'm doing all right. How have you been? Not bad. Not bad at all. Hooray! What's new since the last time we talked? Uh, I guess th Thanksgiving's coming up. See. So I've been thinking more about that because I think on our on the last show, we were talking about like um, what clothes I might pack and we things like that. that. Yeah. And what I was thinking last time was maybe packing predominantly regular clothes and then maybe a few boy clothes in case my parents threw a fit right okay i was thinking about that more and i guess i i sort of don't feel right wearing boy clothes i don't know so i've been trying to think if there might be a middle ground or <laughs> well in the sense that what if what if I were to figure out some outfits that were sort of like androgynous? Okay. Does that sound feasible or, or dumb? <laughs> uh, I don't know a whole lot about how clothes are made, but you have taught me a number of things about different cuts for t-shirts, for example. Like sure. You've had a large collection of threadless t-shirts ever since yeah. I've known you, but uh -huh. now you've yep. started buying them in different shapes. Yeah. Although the differences in those shapes might be rather subtle. For t-shirts, anyway, women's t-shirts typically have shorter sleeves, and depending on the particular brand and so on, they're sometimes shaped more like like this kind mm. of thing. But I don't know how androgynous you can be unless you're planning on squashing your breasts again. <sighs> World again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, you know what, maybe they'll throw a fit and... Hormonally, there's nothing you can do about it, and maybe it'll yeah. be awkward. But I, unless you fight back, like if they start calling you by your birth name and you start arguing with them about that, well, I expect they'll be calling me by my birth name anyway, just because, yeah. given our conversation when they were visiting, and they announced that they would do so, and only do so. But, but part of with the whole Thanksgiving is that my parents like to have the big Thanksgiving and they invite over neighbors and relatives and so on. And I've actually I've come out to I believe all the all the all the relatives that would be there, but as far as neighbors, they may or may not be in the loop. So, may I just see how? It I think, I mean, out. I'm no prognosticator, but I think it's inevitable that there's going to be that thing I mentioned earlier where somebody's going to refer to you as in, pass the ketchup, birth name, and somebody mm. will be like, uh, oh, you mean Ashley? That would be kind of nice, actually. So just real quick before I get into the heavy-duty questions here, sure. uh, you've been in any more trouble at work or whatever the opposite of trouble is? <laughs> well, there was an interesting thing uh, the other day coming into work that um, several of us arrive at the office sort of at slightly different times, sort of between 9 and 11. And because of the type of work we do, we're not meeting with clients, for example, Sort of the general attitude is as long as you get your work done, and as long as you make the meetings that you have commitments to, they're pretty flexible on that. So some people arrive a little earlier, some people work a little later, that kind of thing. 
So I get into the office around maybe 9.45, something like that. So a couple days ago. And then um, I had my Netflix disc that I wanted to return. And it turns out that in the lobby, there is a mailbox that one can use for that. Super. Yeah. So I went down to the ground floor and then mailed my Netflix. And as I got in the elevator, my manager also got in the elevator. And and then I pressed the button for nine. And he pressed the button for 15 and said, ninth floor? Hmm. I said, yep. Ninth floor. See you in a few minutes. <laughs> I mean, not calling out that I was making a bathroom stop, but mm. I'm hoping he inferred that. He didn't make it obvious via his facial expression after that whether he inferred it or not. Well, per elevator etiquette, I think we we're both facing forward at the time. So I didn't have a good look at his face. But it just, it's just, it's sort of, it's something that still works me, though the bathroom saying that yeah the other thing i've realized is that it used to be that i maybe sort of midway through thought but i had a lot to drink over lunch and so i need to pee so i used to i could just dash off and then come back and then sort of have the thought tumbling in my head i could continue where i left off kind of thing yeah but now having to go six or seven floors down and wait for the elevator and then six or seven floors up I it's I may as well just keep notes for myself of okay when you get back here's what you're working on because you won't be able to right so it's just I wonder if it might help to stop like in the middle of a sentence or code fragment maybe so that it's easier to remember yeah. that's actually a good idea I heard Merlin Mann talking about that sort of technique for writers who mm, would quote yes. leave a little water in the well. Sure, yeah. I heard uh, so. Cory Doctorow mention the same type of advice mm. for writing. Not that you need more coping mechanisms in your life, but... Y yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I thought it might be fun to do a little sexy time special and talk about things that I haven't talked about with you. I like talking about things that we haven't talked about. Sure. Um... I'd like to start with something that I think you might be comfortable with. And if I ask you anything that you don't want to answer, just don't answer it. Okay. Um, but ask anything you want. You've tweeted a few things. So uh, let me start here. Um, you're wearing panties. Yep. What sort? Today's are cyan with uh, lace around the elastic part. Yeah. And do you have a preference for a cut that you like? Is there a consideration of comfort versus femininity? In almost all cases, I'm the only one that sees my panties on a day-to-day -day basis. Having said that, I suppose I don't want the most narrow cut that's less comfortable. Like a thong? Yeah, or... thongs don't work for me. Yeah. After SRS, maybe, but not right now. Mm. I mean, some varieties come with lace, and I actually I like the lace. It's... Sometimes it doesn't last quite as long, but it's it's sort of a nice touch. And that just goes around the edges, like a, a doily. Yeah, it goes sort of around the waist, sort of where the elastic is. I mean, I'm sure there there's also elastic, but that's, yeah. Yeah. So. Is there a particular fabric that works better for you? Cotton works pretty well for me, just and since what, it breathes well. 
Have you tried other kinds? Have you tried satin and silk? I've not. I don't think I've tried. I've not tried silk. I don't think I've tried satin. I've tried mm. some cotton poly blends, I think. And one of. Are you smirking? I'm not smirking. <laughs> <laughs> I might be smirking. It's okay. um, it's just a little bit funny because I've found something where I have tried something more feminine than you have not. Well, I, well, I have some catching up to do then, don't I? <laughs> Specifically, I've worn satin panties. Uh, I don't know that I wore them for an entire day, though. I, okay. I mean, it was yeah. a number. Of, it was a number of hours. Was it, it nice? It wasn't just like a party trick. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was a little distracting. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that you'd find it distracting? Uh, I don't think I'd find it distracting. And in fact, sometimes the blends are kind of nice, just in the sense that they're often thinner, and so there's less VPL. And do you need me to explain what that is? Yeah. That stands for visible panty line. Oh. Where if you have pants that are of a certain fit and your panty line may show through okay my my pants are not of that variety but nonetheless yeah. i tried to plan ahead in case maybe someday but all the same so i don't find the fabric distracting in fact sometimes smooth fabrics are kind of nice at the same time if it's an all-day thing they may not breathe as well so on oh really yeah mm. So you don't ever find it accidentally arousing? No. Hmm. You a, a person who cross-dresses may find that. Oh. In fact, that's sort of, I don't want to say that's one of the dividing points, but someone who cross-dresses may find it arousing, and of course there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, no, it's just, I'm just a girl wearing panties. Right. But you have external erogenous zones that the makers of those panties aren't necessarily planning for that might rub up and down in certain ways and would, depending on the type of fabric, be very pleasant. That could be possible, but at the same time, it's not different enough from, say, boy underwear in that respect. All right. So it's not, I think for some people who cross-dress, it may be the, the fact that they are panties that they find arousing but for me that's that's not the case i think for me it was just the softness and silkiness of the fabric mm. oh, okay that's fair enough but i do like all the colors i have to choose from now oh yeah so tell me about matching your underwear so that was really by accident that one day oh was it really yeah it's hard to believe because you're so thorough i try to be but at the same time for my day-to-day, -day, because people don't usually see my panties, I don't put much thought into them other than just taking whatever's on the top of the stack, as it were. Okay. So it just happened that my panties matched my socks. It was a dark orchid, mm -hmm. which is purple. Yeah. But it was kind of nice. So you're not dating anyone at the moment. That's right. Yep. But it's not impossible that you might start. No, I wouldn't say it's impossible. If you were to start dating someone, uh -huh. how early do you think you might explain your situation? It would probably depend on how far along I am. For instance, if it's at a point where I've already had SRS, then... Well, let's say 
let's say it's this weekend and you go to Sue Ellen's and okay. you strike up a nice casual relationship Should with someone. Should we explain there. what Sue Ellen's is for people who don't Go ahead. Me? Well, Sue Ellen's is a, uh, a lesbian bar. Is that accurate? I think, yep. Okay. I mean, I haven't been there, so I... Oh, it's comfortable. It's pretty cozy. Cozy? It was several years ago, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't high pressure at all, and it, and the, they weren't playing terrible music. If I were to meet someone at Sue Ellen's this weekend, I, it might be mood for me to out myself, as it were, just in the mm. sense that I pass a lot of the time, especially visually, but my my voice is still not as good as it could be. And so okay. by talking to someone, it's it's plausible or likely they would infer that I'm trans. But if supposing it was a couple months from now and maybe I've had seen a speech therapist or something, mm. it would probably depend on how the date is going. Just since I would want to say something before we had sex, right? You don't want to surprise someone with that? I'm trying to be open-minded. I don't know. Because <laughs> if you don't always have sex on the first date, no. But if it was one of those kind of dates that was going yeah. really well, then I don't know. Maybe I would say something. I think it's possible that in a place like Sue Ellen's where you're expecting quote-unquote alternative lifestyles, that if you strike up a friendly conversation and things seem to be going well and you're making googly eyes at each other, and you, as you mentioned, are speaking with your non-affected voice, that the person that you're talking to might just come out and ask if you're trans. Yeah, that's possible. It yeah. might even be more likely than it being a surprise. Yeah, and normally it would be uncouth to ask someone if he or she is trans, but in that sort of environment, I think that would be Especially possible. if people are drinking, yeah, doing whatever else. Yeah, yeah. Young people do uncouth things. But I've not had anyone ask me if I'm trans. I'll say that much. So part of the weird thing, though, is that if I get to the point where I tell someone, it could really just go in any direction from that point. Because if I'm dating a lesbian and if, and and she sees me as another woman, that could be fine. But if she wants to date a woman with a vagina, then I could be kind of up a creek. Yeah. Uh, so I've got two questions, and both of them might lead to lengthy answers. Um, okay. Do you think that you would be just as attracted to a, another transgender woman as you might be to a cisgender woman? Yes. That was a quick answer. How do you know? I've seen various television documentaries or what have you on Logo or Lifetime or what mm. like on trans people. And in just by their nature, they show trans women in various stages, some just having started their transition, some may have having finished their transition. And yeah, some of them are quite cute. Yeah. In fact, I mean... That's sort of the thing with being trans is that with many trans people, you may not know they're trans because they may just pass as any other person of their gender. So, right. yeah, sure. I wouldn't have calls with that. Okay. So if you meet another trans woman and you start a relationship uh -huh. and things are going well, how quickly would you want to know if they had had SRS or not? Probably before we had sex, I guess. Okay. But like minutes before? I probably wouldn't do well with that kind of pressure. Yeah. 
just since, well, I can't speak for your sexual habits, but, you know, you kind of, like, when it gets to that stage of things, if it's mere minutes before, you might sort of visualize things as far as what things you might be doing, and yes. if suddenly that changes, that might sort of throw off your game. But if she told me a couple of days or a couple hours or whatever, mm. just so I could sort of internalize it. Okay. But it wouldn't be a deal breaker? No, I wouldn't say so. No. There really is a lot to wrap one's head around. Uh-huh. Because things are just so much more emotional than they are logical. Uh, uh, what? What? Because you're dating a trans woman, you see them as a woman, even though they might not on certain areas of their body appear that way oh yeah. wait a minute let me ask you this um the hormones that you're taking do they have a, an impact on your uh, erections yes because well it's not so much the estrogen that i'm taking but the testosterone oh. blockers as you might right. imagine someone with very low testosterone levels that of a woman would not have certain masculine functionality you might say. So indeed, I haven't had a erection in several months. So it might actually be impossible if two trans women were dating to achieve orgasm. I mean, you can have sex in more ways than just the standard missionary or whatever. Yeah, but if you're... For instance, I could go down on her, she could go down on me or whatever. I don't remember very much of my seventh grade sex ed, but I think that you have to have an erection first before you can have an orgasm. Oh, well, that's not true. There was at least one one novel I read where there was like a prostate massage orgasm. I mean, I should clarify that I don't have erections in the traditional sense. There are sometimes my penis changes shape or what have you, but it's not what one would think of as an erection. <laughs> that's vague. I, well, okay, I'll put it this way. I, I sometimes have a, a very soft erection. Oh, all right. But one that is not what one would think of in the traditional sense. It's not the one you're used to. Well, I'm used to it now, but <laughs> right. from years past, yeah. Though, I mean, that's actually one of the things that is one of the best gauges of one's testosterone level. Of course, I would go to the HRT doctor every few months to sort of check my levels. They do blood tests. But even by the nature of my erections, I could sort of tell the level of my testosterone system. Have you found there's any difference in the things that turn you on? Be it the, things that you type into YouPorn or things that you encounter accidentally? I think as far as women, I'm still attracted and turns on to the same type of things okay um there are some guys i find cute which is fine i mean it used to be that i my 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 judge of male hotness would be completely flat i, I would have oh no yeah idea. i remember you always having to ask yeah exactly like david duchovny is he cute because i would have i would have no idea but now i can sort of tell and sometimes it's kind of nice like that mm -hmm. ryan gosling fellow He's nice to look at. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty pretty well put together. Sure. Sure. It's not all men that I'm attracted to, but every now and then, sure. Mm. Do you wear things different to bed than you used to? Yeah, I have different pajamas. 
They're so my pajamas they I think they have a lower cut neck and they're still a two piece and they sort of have some swirly bits of pink and black uh filigree I guess is is that I don't know if that's the accurate term. Well I don't know what it means. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's a word it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a more feminine cut. It, it so happens that I'm not sure they reach all the way down to my ankles, and that's sort of just an issue in the sense that pajamas don't have as many gradations in size. It's sort of like small, medium, large, extra large well, a lot of the time. And so for a woman of my circumference or what have you, they would oftentimes, I guess, be shorter than I am. And so the legs, yeah. Okay. Mm. But my my friend Anella knows someone named Tracy, and she has uh, given me some pajamas as sort of a hand-me-down kind of thing. A few that she hasn't, I guess, maybe grown out of or is tired of. But, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those are one-piece pajamas, and those are kind of fun, actually. So I'm looking forward to those. You mentioned a while ago that all of your bras are from Victoria's Secret. So you've browsed around a lot of different kinds of lingerie, I imagine. Um, have you picked any up? And if not, what do you think might appeal to you? Lingerie like in the like bras? In the purely I'm wearing this to turn somebody else on sort of lingerie. Oh. Bustiers and uh, what are those called? Camisoles. Which is sometimes sold as a kind of pajama, but I don't think people really wear it that way. See some people wear camisoles as pajamas. Garter belts and um, fishnet stockings. I'm just throwing things out there. Right, yeah. I don't think I've tried many of those. I suppose that um, some of them I may have more used than others. I mean, for mm-hmm. instance, I'm not dating someone, and so having a garter belt may not do much good for me right now. At the same time, it's something that some people wear... Just for themselves? <sighs> yes. Um, there's that trope about, you know, hard as nails, high-powered career woman who wears sexy under things underneath and just as a secret because she thinks it's fun. Oh. Several, some of my bras are sort of a hot pink color, and that's awfully fun to wear. Like, so, Yeah, like today's. I mean, the tricky part, of course, that you need a shirt that has the right fabric so that it doesn't show through like this gray one. But, but yeah, that's super fun. Although what's sometimes weird is, is when it's the end of the day and I'm getting my pajamas on, sometimes I'll take my top off and I was like, oh, is that what color bra I was wearing? Because I just had no <laughs> recollection of like, oh, okay. Wow. Do you sometimes look at yourself in various states of undress and just totally dig it? No. And do a little happy dance? Usually I have the opposite reaction, just oh. since that's what usually triggers gender dysphoria, among other things, but yeah. Okay. All right, so swimsuits. Mm. Have you have you bought any feminine swimsuits and, and worn them? I have, yep. I bought a one-piece, and I got that in May, I think, mm-hmm. and... It's like many one-piece jobbies, and it has a uh, skirt bottom. Okay. My friend uh, Nick's dad has a pool at his place, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he invites people over for 
swimmies and uh, foodies. And so, yeah, if it weren't for that, it's, yeah, it's worked out fine. Yep. Did you feel nervous at all wearing that sort of thing? I, I wasn't terribly nervous, in part because my friends are all extremely supportive. Mm -hmm. And I think I had also... When I when I had ordered the swimsuit, I sent I had sent them pictures of it just because I was like, "Hey, look what I got!" And so they sort of knew what it was gonna look like. Oh, interesting. And I guess the one part I wasn't as entirely as, as sure about was just sort of how everything would fit and whether it had the right coverage. But it worked out fine. Oh, good. Yeah. At least in the beginning, it seemed like you were worried about how people would react, whether they would be critical or supportive, and you've had very good i don't know if luck is the word but you've had you've been fortunate that people have not yeah. been critical yeah. um, i don't know if you've felt at all about sometimes when people can be too supportive and like get real excited on your behalf and oh when they're giggle. humoring me i'm not talking about that i'm talking about when people are genuinely happy for you but making sort of a big thing about it like oh let me see your purse well like Normally, with their friends, it would be like, oh, cute purse. Oh, as if they were condescending? It might come off as condescending. I mean, I've, I've not encountered that, I don't think. Okay. In part, my friends don't get new purses all the time, so I don't have a lot to compare to, but it seemed like the reactions were genuine from my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they never seemed out of place. No, I wouldn't say so. No, I mean, and even then, my friends don't like everything that I buy, which is normal. And that's sort of a good thing in that if they adored everything that I like, that I bought, it would kind of be weird. But mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, that's worked out pretty well, I think. Who, if anyone, have you shown off your boobs to? I don't know if showing off is the right word, but I've had, of course, uh, laser hair removal on my face and my legs and my chest. And so the, I guess, technician uh, mm -hmm. has seen my chest, which is fine. That's sort of in a, in a clinical context. Kind of, yeah. Um, and a couple of my girlfriends and I, when we go shopping, if it's just she and I, I'll usually tell them, you can come into the dressing room with me if you want, because, you know, we're all just friends. And so, yeah, they might see a bit of boob here or there, but mm. yeah, it's fine, because, yeah. Between that and the swimsuit thing, I was wondering if your new attitude, mm. if that's the right word, has changed your feelings about modesty. Because, you know, I think the last time that you and I were at a, a pool together, you didn't have any boobs to be showing off or concealing. Um, right. And so you were just wearing shorts. And so, like, I wonder if it even occurred to you that you are supposed to feel sort of oh, embarrassed. Oh, I see. Or embarrassed isn't the right word. But, you know, there's there's a whole lot of cover up your stuff upringing that girls get that you didn't get. Ah. Uh, well, so I wonder I if you'd be like, that... hey, check these out. They're awesome. I suppose there's some, some of that built in in the sense that I would wearing a, a bra in most cases and so for someone to see my boobs I would have to take off my bra and that process is not something that mm -hmm. one does on autopilot usually right and so I mean it's it's a conscious thing and, and plus 
even then, when, uh, if one of my girlfriends is, is addressing her with me, sometimes, at first, they may, uh, turn their back to me while I'm putting on something or what have you out of the, as a gesture. And oftentimes I'll say, well, it's, it doesn't bother me if you hmm. see or don't see or whatever. So, yeah, I suppose that it's, it's something that occurs to me, uh, but I don't, I don't know if there are that many occasions where that kind of thing crops up. Though there was, um, I mean, there, I don't know if this is related, but I've, sometimes when I go shopping, uh, I I'll try on some tops and so on. And depending if they, if they have a V cut to them, that's fine. But sometimes they'll be, the V cut will go down in such a way that it's as if to say, cleavage goes here. And for me, I just have, I don't have cleavage yet. And so that's kind of disappointing. But even then, for instance, some of my, some of my t-shirts that I wear to work have a lower cut neck. And that was something that took some getting used to, I suppose. In what way? Did you feel kind of exposed? A little bit, yeah. Since it was my yes. upper chest area, I guess. Right. Which didn't used to feel air on it a whole lot. Well, that, and as you might say, it's getting close, close to the boob area. Mm-hmm. So it, it may have been some of that reaction kicking in. Do you feel generally self-confident? Has that changed since you've come out? Like about my body or... Yeah, let's start there with your... Because you've always been a pretty darn fit person. I mean, yeah. as long as I've known you anyway. Yeah. I'm less fit now. Some of that's since I've been kind of working too hard and I've made to the gym. and uh. Well, that and I can't use the changing rooms at the gym because they're ne I would fit into neither of them. But I simply change at home. and whatever. You're talking about the... Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So generally, I'm not terribly self-conscious about my body. I am a little self-conscious about my legs in terms of, say, skirts or the like. Mm -hmm. And so it may just be that, as, as you sort of alluded to earlier, you may not be used to feeling the breeze on that portion of your skin. But I think some of it as well is that, this is probably back in the second or third episode when we were talking about some of the effects of HRT, mm -hmm. but one of them being that um, the increases in subcutaneous fat, which is just that layer of fat just under your skin that makes women's skin feel soft and so on. That um, on my legs, that has there there is some subcutaneous fat, but it my I don't know if it's that or if it's still some of the muscle mass I've retained on, for instance, my calves. Hmm. But my, I don't want to say, I don't know if angular is the right word, but my legs, I don't know if they look feminine yet. I mean, hmm. they probably do for a large part, but it's probably just me. And I assume they're not hairy. No, in part because of the laser hair removal. But I shave them anyway, yeah, because that takes several sessions. I don't know how often it was, but I know there was at least one time when I came over to your place and you were wearing a skirt. That's right. And it was, it was purple, I think. Mid mid thigh, maybe a little bit lower. Yeah, you're probably just above the knee. Yeah, your legs looked pretty feminine. Oh, well, thanks. That's very kind, sure. Jay. 
I think in in that scenario, I probably felt more comfortable since it was you and Lynn and a couple of friends mm. who come over. And, and I don't think that my legs would would keep me from wearing a skirt, but it's just something maybe I think about now and then. You picked a new avatar recently for your social network stuff. Yeah. Um, wherein you look more feminine than you had in your previous photo. Yes, because this one is four years after my previous avatar photo. I... Were you nervous at all about changing it? Are there people that would be seeing that that you hadn't come out to? No, there weren't. I don't think there would be people who seen that that I haven't come out to, in the sense that on the social networks where I've used that new picture, I've made a point of, for instance, changing my name over to my name, and so there's that, and also just making it clear to people what the situation is. In some scenarios, like maybe on my Flickr account, in which I changed over my avatar image, I have a lot of contacts, just people I've met at conferences and other friends and what have you. And so it, it can be hard to ensure that I've come out to 100% of the people yeah. that are my contacts there. But for the most part, I'm not, I wasn't too worried. Yeah. I mean, the, the picture was one that I took the morning of my transition at work, my transition date. Okay. And I wanted, Day one of full time, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. And what I did was I set up my uh, strobes or, or flashes the, the night before and the tripod, just mm. since I knew on the morning of I didn't want to be messing with that kind of thing. And it had already taken you 62 minutes to put your makeup on. Yeah, that was kind of that part, which is a little longer than I planned. 22 but... minutes longer than you planned. I was just recently editing that episode. That's why I had those numbers right at the top <laughs> like, of my head. Yes, your math is quite cromulent indeed. But uh, yeah, so on the, the tricky thing with those photos is that I wanted to take the pictures to sort of document the thing. And also because I knew people would be asking, about, oh, what did you wear on your first day? And so I wanted people to say, there's the pictures of what I wore. But... I, I took the pictures before work in part because I wanted to make sure that my makeup was still as fresh as it could be and so on. But it's it's awfully hard to smile when you're that nervous. But I did yeah. my best to affect a, a smile and sure. appear pleasant. But I, I think I'll take more self-portraits down the road and so... Uh, we have some time left if you had anything feminine you wanted to teach me. Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, so I've got, uh, uh, nail polish time. No way. Yes, way. No way. Yeah, way. Base coat, two coats of color, shatter, top coat, Vaseline, yeah. orange sticks, toe separators, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah, That's kind of. Only not the twenty minutes part. Between between coats? We didn't we just said twenty minutes. You had implied that was twenty minutes total time, but mm -mm -mm. Yeah. No, 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 anyway. No, no, no. Lord of the Rings. What what the, what do we do? That's, <laughs> that's the movie you have to watch while you're painting your nails, because that's as long as it takes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got this Bosch. Which it's kind of silvery, from what I can tell. Kind of, it's it's a it's a pearlescent white. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh huh. And this one is from Essie, the the brand. It's from Essie. E S S I E. 
Okay. And this is and and to and to Essie's credit, I had actually forgotten to list them among the brands of nail polish mm. when you quizzed me last time. Okay. But they actually make excellent nail polish. So the name of this one is well, do you want to guess or I mean I don't think Yes, I do. Um clam up. <laughs> because clams are pearlescent? Oh actually. Well they have pearls in them. That's true. That's not bad. Good. Yeah. Uh, this one actually I don't uh, it's called Wee Madame. Uh, Go figure. Yeah. So I think I was asking on Twitter or somewhere about just friends about what's what's your take on white nail polish? Because I'd heard someone saying that white nail polish is bogus. And it's just one one of many colors you could pick. What did what did she mean by bogus? What the the consensus seemed to be was that if it was a matte white that might not look good, or mm. more specifically, it might look like whiteout. Uh, matte white nail polish is an important part of a French manicure. Is that matte though, or is that glossy? I don't actually remember. It's not as pearlescent as what you just showed me. Right, right. But it might be glossy. Yeah. And so the matte white is out, and even a flat white, which is, I guess, a, a glossy but non-pearlescent, that wasn't as popular. But the pearlescent white, though... So, like, this one seemed to have some traction. So, I just went to Ulta, I think, and picked this guy up. And I've actually been really pleased with it. So, if I mean, if you're looking for a pearlescent white, you know, Wee Madame, that works pretty well. Yeah. Cool. And I have, this is sort of tiny bit related, but I also have a, a, a pink pearlescent. I don't know if you can see this one. Actually, well, the, the reason I mention is because you can get various shades of pink, and this one, I... I Quite like because it's not too, it's not too bold a pink, and it's also not too pale a pink. But this one is called Pink Diamond from Essie, mm -hmm. and so it's a pretty nice pink. It's also it's a pearlescent pink. Yeah, what does that word mean? Pearlescent. Pearlescent means, as I understand it, that as you shift you, the your the angle, as you shift the angle of your nails. With respect to the light source, you can get slightly different colors. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I got the second kind of category job. Mm. But this is one sort of, uh, it's not so much a product review or what have you, but I it's like a, a question for the audience or for or for maybe for you, Jay. Because okay. I've been trying to figure this out. I had talked, I think, maybe two shows ago about uh, different techniques you can use to prevent chipping of one's nails. Like when you're reaching into your purse for keys, how you can sort of bend your fingers over and use that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to make my polish last longer between chips or what have you. And so I've been trying to make cognizant of the things I bang my nails into. Mm -hmm. One of them are handles, such as the handle on my refrigerator. Or maybe okay. car door handles or mm. things like that, where you're you're reaching forward and you sort of need this kind of motion because that's how you grab things. But then sometimes I just kind of go clank. And I'm trying to figure out if there's a better way to... And I suppose I could sort of splay my hand in sort of one of these shapes and then 
wrap it as if you're holding an oven mitt sort of thing, but I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am not the person to ask because I've never accidentally broken a nail. Uh, I do, however, run into things and and crack my knuckles when I don't want to and hit my funny bone when I don't want to. And I just try to remind myself that I'm not cool and I can't just sort of breeze <laughs> through life and always go around a corner without misjudging a, a distance. So I try to just just do everything a little more slowly. Hmm, that's very zen of you, Jay. <laughs> But that, that makes I, sense. I mean, I still, I still run into problems, but that's what I tell myself. Run into happens. problems? And you know what? Wink, quick, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I just say, you know what? You're not cool. It's, you're not in a movie. Things are going to go badly. Yeah. Slow the hell down. Yeah. Smell the roses. Hopefully. <laughs> or the acetone, <laughs> do that. the case maybe. Don't do that. They don't smell good. But maybe roses somebody will. Roses don't smell won't. good? Uh, not to me. Really? Are you broken? I just don't like... You don't like flowers? Let me put it this way. The candle store is the worst place in the world. Yeah, but that's because it's all fake and... and Plus, they mix them all together. So, you mm -hmm. like, the turkey candle mixed together with the cinnamon candle. And yeah, that's no good. Please let there not be a turkey candle. <laughs> I hope... For, for, for both of our sakes, I hope there is not one. So, you know what? I, I almost had chocolate for dinner this evening. <laughs> better than toothpaste what happened to your regular dinner plan it wasn't that my dinner wasn't available but i was just kind of having a one of those days have you found your chocolate desires have increased since the let's say since the hormones yes wow and i don't think we talked about that yeah and for friends who know me know that ashley had already liked chocolate quite a bit but I find it's a good stress reducer or or stress relief or something. Yeah. Like if you're having just a shitty day at work or to like... And I think part of what I'm dealing with just recently is that I also have seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. Which means that when it's dark outside, it makes me sad. Or by corollary, the exposure to sunlight helps boost my and elevate my mood. Anytime when it's dark or when it's dark when it should be sunny? When I don't get enough exposure to bright light, yeah. So normal nighttime is fine, but okay. At the, uh, I suppose what comes to mind more recently is the change to daylight saving time, or the change off daylight saving time to standard time. Yeah, I can never figure out which is which. Right, and so at five o'clock or something, it's dark now. Mm -hmm. Maybe not five o'clock, but yeah, not too far off. Yeah, yeah, and so. I do have a light box, which is a just a big sort of box that generates light and points it on my face with lots of flux. And that can that can help, but at the same time, I, there's always that. I find there's a getting used to it sort of period. I was gonna say transition, but that would be kind of meta. <laughs> but just in terms of those first few days into standard time, where my body's used to getting a certain amount of sunlight, and so on. But anyway, mm -hmm. so for today, it was getting dark early and. Work was kind of a drag. And I was like, ah, chocolate, I need some of that. So I stopped my Whole Foods on the way home. And I got some chocolate and I got some shredded cheese. Oh, and I got some brie with like sour cherries on top and, and caramelized walnuts. Hey. I know. And then I went to the cashier and she said, 
uh, did you find everything you're looking for, ma'am? And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then so I went home and ate some chocolate. It, yummy. it was 55% dark with uh, dried cherries and almonds. Super tasty. All right. Well, I was going to ask you a question about squeezing your boobs, but that was a really nice story about chocolate, so I'm not going to. You can ask me about squeezing my boobs. <laughs> One of the cliched things that stand-up comics might talk about is the differences between men and women and one of the first things i remember was a guy talking about how he would be totally useless if he had breasts because he would just lie around on the couch playing with them and you know have people complain like why don't you get a job and be like why i have everything i need <laughs> so now i get to ask you is that true or false that is true <laughs> <laughs> Boops are a lot of fun, I gotta say. Sometimes yeah. I'm just I'll just be like watching TV and it's like, oh, this is a nice boob. I'll just play with this for a little while. It's yeah, they're really nice. I, I, can't I don't lie. blame you. Boobs are nice. Hopefully I get some more there, but you know, I'll take what I can get for now. But yeah. Well let's stop there and let our viewers fantasize about that for a while and um but my I boobs or say... boobs in general. Uh, let's find out. <laughs> okay. All right, sure. Yeah. Thank you for being particularly open this evening. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Jay. My pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Yeah. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Bye, sugar lumps.